bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, hello, welcome, welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. What about you? Ah, thanks a million for tuning in again. I don't know, this is episode four, can you believe it? Episode 4, my goodness, these podcasts are flying in, I can't believe it. Anyway, seems like no time at all since we've launched the blinking thing, but here we go, episode 4. So, what's to come on this particular podcast? Well, of course, we have the topic of the day, or topic of the week, as we're calling it. And, uh, alright, we're going to go through the piping news, as we always do. Uh, Now, of course... We always go through the piping news on the Big Rab Show live show on Fuse FM and Balamoney. And, yeah, as I said on the last podcast, we had trouble with the live stream and stuff. And, yeah, but it's back up and running again. So, yeah, you were hopefully you were able to catch the live show on Tuesday night because it was great crack. We had a, a French PhD student in, uh, Marion, and I can't pronounce her surname, so... Apologies, Marion. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was fascinating talking to her because, yeah, she's kind of, she's over and she's studying the pipe band world as a whole. She's kind of studying the cultural impact of bagpipe music here in Northern Ireland and, you know, just seeing how families' lives are kind of <laughs> sucked into this this world of bagpiping. And... You know, chatting away to her and talking about her research, it's just, you know, it's fascinating to, to see her insight from someone who knew absolutely nothing about piping and drumming, uh, you know, growing up and living in France, of course, to suddenly moving over here and, yeah, beginning to research this bagpiping phenomenon that we have here in Northern Ireland. So, yeah, it was a, a great, great show. And if anything, it's repeated again on Saturday. That depends on your listening to this, of course. But, yeah, it's repeated again, so hopefully you'll get a chance to catch it. Uh, if not, we may bring you a recording of that interview, because it's really fascinating. You know, it was really good to you know kind of get a bit of background onto, you know, what she's kind of researching and why and who she's spoken to over this past year and... It's just fascinating stuff. If anything, Marion is still looking for people to get in contact with her. You know, she's interested in hearing everybody's perspective, from the lowest grade bands to even non-competing bands, to soloists, to just everybody involved in the whole piping scene. She wants to hear from you. So if you are interested in helping her with her research, feel free. You can get in contact with us on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. We have all of our contact details and we can manage, we can get you guys, you know, hooked up together and you can get some kind of an interview organised and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, fascinating stuff on the, the live show this week. It was a great, great show. And as always, you guys were messaging in in your hundreds. It has been a crazy show this week. But there has been some news that broke after the show. Now this always manages to annoy me because then we don't get a chance to talk about it on the show. So, hey, this is what the podcast is for. We get to catch up on everything. So, let's start at the start. Time for the piping news. Grand. So we're kicking off as we've done there on Tuesday night there on the live show. We're talking about the Young Trad Musician of the Year Award. Of course, that was held by BBC Scotland and yeah, broadcast live. I think it was on the radio as well. So you could actually listen to it and watch it live. They also done a Facebook live stream. Taking a, taking a leaf out of our own book, of course. But, yeah, well done to BBC Scotland, by the way, for running this event in the first place as part of the Celtic Connections Festival. But, um, yeah, some amazing, amazing music. And, of course, for us on the Rab Show, it has to be piping-orientated. So we were all throwing our weight behind Doogie. Of course, Doogie from the Red Hot Chili Pipers was there, and he played a blinder. Really didn't let himself down. He played fantastically well. Big, full tone, just faultless 
performance-wise, it was just there, you know. Um, so if you haven't seen the performance of Doogie, you know, go and check it out. I think it is still available on the BBC iPlayer, of course, depending on when you listen to this. <laughs> but, yeah, Doogie's performance at the Young Child Musician of the Year Awards was incredible for a piping fan. And, yeah, we can appreciate it kind of probably on a better level than what other, would, other people would. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but... I was able to appreciate it for what it was. Well done to Dougie. Uh, I'll take my hat off. Unfortunately, Dougie didn't lift the title. Now, this angered quite a lot of people. If you were watching the live stream on the BBC, uh, everyone was wishing Dougie good luck. Oh, good luck, Dougie, good luck. And he was up against quite a strong field of musicians. Like It wasn't just him up there. There was quite a bunch of others that were equally as talented. So the winner, actually, on the night went to Charlie Stewart. Yeah, fiddle player. And if you actually watched it, uh, Charlie had kind of admitted that to cope with the nerves of performing on such a stage, he had partook of quite a few libations. And his acceptance speech is nothing short of hilarious. It's, yeah, really funny. I've watched it a few times now. God love him. He was just so nervous and kind of took away, you know, took aback by the whole winning of the thing i don't think he really expected it and yeah he did look kind of merry let's say <laughs> so well done to charlie stirb congratulations well deserved um yeah and out of a, an amazing field of musicians the young trad musician of the year really does pick the cream of the crop but it just shows you the state of trad music in scotland at the moment very very strong and also for them to include Highland Pipes in the middle of that. It's not all fiddles and harps and all of that kind of thing. It's great to see a set of Highland Pipes in there in the middle of it. And Dougie representing us pipers. So, yeah. Dougie, well done, pal. Commiserations that you didn't lift the title. But still, you played a blinder. Done as proud. Right. The RSPBANI. I seem to be mentioning this now on most radio shows and most podcasts. But... News keeps coming from this. Of course, I'm going to be talking about the RSPBA NI concert that they're holding in, yeah, next week. Um, this is the live in 87. Is it next week? I think it's next week. See, uh, yeah, I should research more, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> anyway, coming up is the live in 87 concert. <laughs> and the RSPBA are running a, a competition for an opportunity for an under-18 piper or drummer. And everyone holds their breath. Why? What, what's this opportunity? Well, they're going to do a random draw for an under-18-year-old piper or drummer to be able to play on stage with the Live in 87 band. Now... Take a second to soak that in, because to be in the audience to watch this band is incredible in itself, because let's face it, the names read as a who's who of the piping world, but to be able to go on stage and perform alongside these guys, like imagine standing beside Richard Parks and, you know, Stephen McWhorter and Stephen... Oh. It's just incredible. What an opportunity. So for the RSPBA NI to offer this out there, wow, I'm really impressed. Uh, well done to our association. That's an incredible idea, and I think it's going to be really popular. However, there are some caveats to it. You have to be a member of the RSPBA NI. So unfortunately, our Scottish listeners, our international listeners, all of you guys, unfortunately, you can't enter. But... For those of you listening in Northern Ireland, yeah, if you're registered and you're a member of the RSPBA NI, that's a start. You have to be a member of a Grade 1, Grade 2 or a Grade 3A pipe band. That's another one. So you have to actually be in a band. And also, you have to be available to be there on the night. <laughs> you can't just enter and say, oh, I can't turn up. So... Yeah, what's your prize then? What is the specifics? Do you just dander onto the stage and go and walk off again? No. You once if your name is drawn, which will happen on the seventeenth of February, it's going to be happen like by random draw, and it's going to be announced on the RSPBA and I's social media. So, what's your prize? Well, if your name gets drawn, 
you will walk on stage and play Lord Lovett's Lament with the band. I pause for effect because Lord Lovett's Lament is probably one of my favourite sets from that recording. It's either Lord Lovett's or Journey to Sky will probably be up there for me, I think, yeah. But to have that opportunity to play Lord Lovett's Lament with the band, why am I 36? <laughs> I would love to have an opportunity to do this. Plus then, later on in the show, you get to play a set of six hits with the band as well. So you get to go on stage twice with the band. Now, isn't that just simply amazing, or is it just me? Am I trying to oversell this a bit? Because, see, if I was like 16, 17, 18, I would be jumping at this. I would be grabbing my pipe major by both ears and shaking them. Put my name down for this. So, yes, that's what they're asking. They're asking pipe bands across Northern Ireland to submit names of under-18 players that would be eligible to go and perform at this concert. So, as well as appearing on stage and playing those two sets, you'll also get two free tickets. So, of course, your mum and dad can come along. Plus, you will be given a chanter, which will be specifically set up to play with the band, obviously in tune and everything. Plus, if you're a drummer, you'll not be interested in the chanter, but you will get a set of sticks. And those sticks, I'm sure, will probably be branded with the Live in 87 logo and all of that kind of stuff. And you get to keep your chanter or your set of sticks. You get to take them home with you. What a souvenir from a probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So, whew, man, well, I tell you, I wish I was 16 or 17 again because this is an opportunity of a lifetime. So, well done to RSPBA NI for doing this in the first place. It's incredible. And, yeah, I look forward to seeing who the winner is. Uh, Good luck to everyone who's in the draw, and I really look forward to seeing who wins. Anyway, let's fly on. Okay, G1. G1 Chatter. Of course, I've been talking about G1 on the podcast now for a good while. They are, of course, our sponsors of the show. And, again, thanks, G1. Uh, They pay the bills, so we are here to talk to you guys. So, yeah, G1, I'm sure you guys have known by now, they're running a G1 Platinum Chanter and Reed setup. They're giving it away for free through our Facebook page on the Big Rab Show. All you had to do was, you know, like and tag your friends and share it and do all that sort of stuff to be entered into this free draw. Well, I'm mentioning it on the podcast now because on next week's podcast, we will announce the winner. So if you have entered at all and you want this G1 Platinum Chanter and Read setup, hey, you're going to need to download next week's podcast to find out if you've won. Um, Plus we've got a bit of a special surprise on next week's podcast. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Right, the 2017 RSPBA judging allocations have been announced. Yes, so for all the major championships for 2017, we now have our judging panels announced. So you can go now and see what grade and who's going to be judging you with the clipboard on the day. So I didn't get a chance to talk much about this on the radio show because I am kind of bound by Ofcom rules and I can't give opinions and such. But yeah, I can talk about it here because it's the podcast and I can do what I like. Because Oh yes, I have to say that any view, <laughs> any view expressed on the podcast is mine and mine alone, not that of any associated sponsor or Fuse FM. The Big Rab Show is a standalone product and any blah blah, you know what I mean. I can <laughs> the judging panels, go and have a look at it. It's on the RSPBA official website. They're up there, the full listings. It makes for some good reading. So it does. A lot of fresh faces in there being given a chance um, who maybe have never carried the clipboard before, in, especially in the upper grades. Uh, one that stood out to me, uh, because he's obviously he's a good friend of the radio show, Mr. Mark Wilson. Of course, drum and judge, plus he's a BBC presenter uh, of a piping show. But yeah, Mr. Mark Wilson's been given a chance to judge the drumming at the UK Championships in Grade 1. Now, that's nothing short of amazing. So, well done to Mark, you know, for having this opportunity in the first place. But I wish him luck because going by last season, Grade 1 was such a tight grade. There isn't a bad bad in it. Now, I can say that 
<laughs> and I'm not trying to be diplomatic. I am being brutally honest. There isn't a bad band in Grade 1. If you listen to last week's podcast, even Eric Ward said it himself. But, yeah, I think any judge that has been allocated with a spot, you're going to have a difficult job, but especially to the new guys. The, the guys that are coming through now with... I'm not going to say a little experience because a lot of them have a lot of experience in the piping world, but maybe haven't got the same uh, track record of judging at high, comp- you know, big competitions. But you got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? You really do have to start somewhere. And to give these guys the opportunity to lift the clipboard and yeah, have a go. And you know, I wish them well. There's a lot of fresh faces in there, a lot of names, a lot of returning names, have to say as well. It's not just all new guys. There's a lot of returning names in there as well. But uh, one thing that I did find unusual, and I can't say this on the podcast because it's my podcast. Mine. So, <laughs> the RSPBA normally put out an announcement every year of who the judging panel is for each competition. And that's it. This year was different. They give the announcement. That was fine. But they also give a long explanation as to how they reached their conclusion. Now that to me was very unusual. Um, you know, they went around and they explained how they wanted to get a geographical spread. You know, it's just, you can go and check it on the website. It's very unusual. It's not characteristic of the RSPBA to explain things like this. But they went to... They went over and above, over and above. I could just about talk over and above to try and explain how the panel was picked for each. You know, when they look at the competition, it's just there, and it's just unusual. That's one of the things I looked at and thought, "Hmm, why are they doing that?" But um, I suppose it's trying to remove any any doubt, any kind of. They're not going to get backlash, but I'm sure they'll be asking a few questions. Well, why did you pick this guy for the European? You know, why did you pick this fellow here for the Scottish? Or, do you know what I mean? They'll be going through all your different competitions and think, oh, well, why? So the RSPBA have kind of opened the doors on information and told us. So, yeah, worth checking out. Definitely an interesting read. And I'm sure as the weeks now progress and this news all starts to sink in, uh, I'm sure opinions will start floating around. And, yeah, we can chat about those on the podcast. If you have a particular point in the piping news, I have to say, by the way, if you have a particular point in the piping news that you would like to get in contact with me, please message us on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. It's probably the best way to get in contact with us because Twitter is good, but the messages on there are short. You're limited with only so many characters. So, yeah, whereas a tweet is nice... Facebook is always kind of better. You always have a bit of a better conversation on there. So if you do have an opinion or anything you would like to comment on about the podcast, feel free and message me. So that was the judging taken care of. Big shout out to BBC Scotland. Yes, BBC Scotland, of course, are renowned for their pipe and show pipeline on BBC Scotland. And it's fantastic. I can't take away from it and I will never be anywhere near that kind of calibre of a radio show. Come on. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, Pipeline on BBC Scotland aired the Inverarian District concert that we spoke about on last week's show. But they were there on stage as part of the Celtic Connections Festival. So, yeah, it aired on BBC Scotland. They had the full recording, and you can go and check it out now on the BBC iPlayer. You know, go through your radio stations, find BBC Scotland, boom, there it is. Go and listen to the Inverary concert. It's definitely, definitely worth a listen. Especially now when the BBC have some kind of higher quality audio. Yeah, definitely worth a listen. Okay. Now this, I think I might have mentioned this before a few times, but yeah, the City of Edinburgh Pipe Band are running their Wheel of Fortune event. Sorry, their Pipe Major Wheel of Fortune event. And that's going to be on Saturday the 11th at Danderhall Miners Club in Edinburgh. Tickets were a tenner and they're available from any member of Edinburgh Pipe Band, City of Edinburgh Pipe Band, or on the door. Now, this is going to be a really interesting event because, yeah, let's go through the names of who's going to be entered because we got the draw. So it's Gordon Bruce of West Lothian Schools, yeah, and Alan Russell, Jonathan Simpson, Jenny Hazard, Lachie Dick, Ben Duncan, and Sarah Muir, of course, from Shots. So the doors open at 12pm in Edinburgh. And the event itself is really, 
eclectic, I think would be the word. Yeah, it's been running now for quite a few years and has proved to be really, really popular. Um, so I think from my understanding is that they spin a golden chanter on a Wheel of Fortune. And depending where the chanter lands depends on what set of tunes that they play. But they're, they're judged by the crowd on the tunes that they play. But they're also judged on a joke. Yeah, they have to perform a joke or say a joke or something on stage and they're judged on that as well. Which is really strange. I don't fully understand it, but I would love to go to this event just to check it out. So, hey, it is what it is. Hopefully over the course of the weekend we'll see a few videos and stuff and maybe some content from the event. So, yeah, we could join in on the back of it. Keep yourself on the Rap Show Facebook page and we will do our best to post anything that we manage to catch. Right. Uh, let me see. Piping Live Festival is next on the list. Now, I know it's only February, and Piping Live Festival is like miles and miles ahead of us. But the wheels are already starting to turn on the Piping Live Festival. Yeah, the Piping Live guys are asking for any band out there at all in the world who are making the trip to Glasgow this year. They're asking if any band out there would be interested in playing in George Square as part of the Pipe and Life Festival. So you guys all know that have been to the Pipe and Life Festival. George Square is kind of like the main hub of everything. It's where they have all the stalls and a few stages and there's whiskey tasting and there's you know loads of food and craft beer and different things. And then have the big open square and everything and the bands march on from all over the world and play and it's just heaven. Come on, it's heaven. So, <laughs> this is on every day through the week, all the way up until the world. So, it's Monday through Friday. So, yeah, they're now actively looking for bands who would like to, com- not compete, but to perform in the square. So, normally, they get them from all over the world. Now, I remember bands coming from, of course, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, America couple from Scotland, a few school bands. So there's actually a few military bands are in there as well. Obviously, the Pipe and Live guys want them to be from further afield, as, be as colourful as possible, and show the whole international feel of piping in general. But I think on this occasion, they're also trying to sway some of the local bands, some of the Scottish bands, and, uh, yeah, Irish and Northern Irish bands. Um, I've been kind of poorly represented in the Pipe and Live Festival this past while because there's not too many bands, you know, willing to go and play in George Square because, let's face it, from a competing point of view, if you're going to play in George Square, say, on a Wednesday and it's like lunchtime on a Wednesday and your pipe band's on there in the square and there's a massive crowd and you're all watching and you're putting on a show and it's great. But then it starts to lash down with rain. Your drums get soaked, your uniform gets soaked, and worst of all, your pipes get soaked through. Now, that has repercussions for the weekend ahead. Because you're then into panic mode. (laughs) Having to prepare and dry out your instruments and trying to get them back on tone again because... Oh, come on, it's the world. You don't travel all that distance just to let it fall flat in its face. So, yeah, it's a catch-22. It's great publicity for the band that you're in and, you know, a great kind of uh, recruitment kind of drive as well. You know, people get to know of your band and go, oh, I want to join them kind of thing. But there's also the flip side of the coin that it may hurt your competitiveness. Don't know. But... You know, it's food for thought, and if anything, the Pipe and Life Festival is incredible. It is, I don't know, just every year it seems to get better. I don't know quite how they do it, but every year it does. It gets better and better and better, more organized, better bands, better acts, better, just everything better. And to be a part of it, I think in itself is a feather on your cap. To be able to say to someone... I played in George Square and Pipe and Live Festival in front of hundreds of people. You know, come on, that's bound to give you a buzz. So, yeah, there's bands out there that'll want that opportunity. So, if you are interested and you would like to play in George Square and Pipe and Live Festival, get in contact with them through their website. I think it's pipeandlive.co.uk. 
I think that's the website. And uh, yeah, there's a contact us kind of tab on there. You can click on there, send them an email saying, hey, I play for such and such, pay bomb, boom, we want to play. And they will get in contact with you and then make arrangements and da, 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 all that kind of stuff. So there you are. That opportunity is there, but it's only going to be there for maybe two or three weeks, I think, uh, because normally demand is high. So get your application in now, send off your email now, and get it done if you are interested. Okay, Kilsyth Thistle Pipe Band. Yeah, we chatted about this for quite a while on the show, actually, on the live show on Tuesday. Kilsyth Thistle Pipe Band have kind of fallen on hard times. We got a message there from their pipe major to the Big Rab Show Facebook page asking for help. What had happened is their lead drummer and their drum corps had left the band. Now, this is sad when it happens to any band, and it seems to happen loads of bands too often. But Kilsyth Thistle Pipe Band are now currently looking for a new lead drummer, plus a whole brand new drum corps, to go and compete in Grade 4B. Now, this is February, and the season kind of starts around May. You know, this could be a bit of a tall order. Um, But Kilsyth Thistle are keeping the faith. They want to see... People walking through the door, so they're throwing an open invitation for anyone who wanted to lift a pair of sticks with them, especially even as a lead drummer or a core member. Uh, yeah, they want to see you. So, if anyone in the Kilsyth Thistle area, definitely get in contact with them. They're asking you to reach them through their Facebook page. They want to hear from you, especially if you're a drummer. Now, I had a load of plugs to go through. Now, I've got concerts and concerts and concerts. But you guys don't want to hear me rattle on about concerts on the podcast. Because I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. And don't worry, I'll keep you posted if there's any coming up. I suppose the closest one to us at the moment that I have on my list is the 18th of February. Mentioned it in the last podcast there. 18th of February in Donaldson Hall in Garvate. And that's at 8pm. The doors open. And it's featuring Thiepville Memorial and Bally Braced Pipe Bond. So there you go. Admission is by free offering, and I didn't joke about this on the last podcast, was that you can go in and pay 50p and get through the door. So, but hey, Thiepville Memorial and Bally Braced as well, two kind of, yeah, I say kind of, but two great pipe bands. <laughs> I have to give them credit. Yeah, both of them have had equally good seasons in the past few years, so definitely worth checking out to see what they're bringing through to 2017. So, yeah, there you go. The Donaldson Hall and Garvate, 18th of Feb. Grant. Anyway, to you guys, the podcast listeners, it's that time of the show where I get to ramble on a topic. Yes. Don't know whether he's like this bit or not, but it's something that I like to do on the podcast because, let's face it, I don't get a chance to do it on the radio because I have to play music and I have to give shout outs to people and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> crazy times, crazy times. Speaking of shout outs, by the way. I posted it on Facebook just before I was about to record this episode tonight and I asked, yeah, if anybody wanted to get a shout out on the podcast, comment and post a message or something and I'll give you a shout. So a big hello to Chris. Hello, Chris. What about you? Chris had messaged and then says, yeah, make me famous, Rab. So there you are. You're famous, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think he actually got a brand new set of Wallace bagpipes there. That's a shameless plug. But yeah, I got a brand new set of pipes, and I think he's been thoroughly enjoying them, going by the photographs that Chris has been pu- uh, putting up. So I wish you well, Chris, on your new pipes. Hope they're going well. And yeah, if any of you guys out there want to get a shout on the podcast, even for the live show as well on Fuse FM, definitely message in. It's the only real way I can get news out there is if I get it from you guys. Do you know, this podcast reflects you, the piping world. And if the piping world is, yeah, is quiet, you know, and everyone keeps their mouth shut, then there's nothing to talk about. But hey, all of us pipers and drummers, we love talking. So aye, definitely, give me a message. If you've anything to promote, plug, uh, something else beginning with the letter P, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, even if you want to shout, say hello to our Mickey. Our Mickey's a tenor drummer with such and such a band. He's been there since he's been 12 years old. He's 93 now. Say hello. So, aye, if you want anything like that, <laughs> definitely message it into us. And yeah, we'll de- we'll give you a shout, you know, on the podcast, be it, or even on the live show, definitely. So, 
as I said, shameless plug for next week's podcast. You're want you're gonna want to catch next week's because we announced the winner, of course, of the G1 giveaway, which was just incredible. Yeah, what a prize! Um, but yeah, to announce the winner on next week's podcast, plus we have something special in the bag to bring you. So yeah, if you enjoyed this week's episode, or maybe not, definitely check out next week's. Anyway, it's that time of the show. It's time for the topic of the week. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Topic of the week time. And you know what? I couldn't pick one topic. (laughs) There's been so much happening now, this last while. It's been crazy. Now, there's quite a few elephants in the room. Hmm. So, yeah, we're going to need to talk about those. But first of all, I have to give a shout to Ullapool and District, who are now currently looking for a new lead drummer. They're asking you to get in contact with them through their Facebook page. They have an advert up there presently at the minute which has like a full job description as as to what they want their lead drummer to do. And yeah, what's expected of you as a lead drummer of Ullapool and District. So definitely worth checking out. If anybody's interested in lifting the sticks as a leading tip with Ullapool, go and check them out. Yeah, on Facebook and send them a message and say, Hey, I'll do it for you. No bother. Grant. That was a shameless plug. <laughs> Far be it for me to be shameless and plug stuff like, you know. Anyway. Aye. Topic of the week. Okay. I did say elephant in the room. There's a massive elephant in the room. After the live show on Tuesday night on Fuse FM, the Big Rab Show. After that show happened, we started getting messages trickling through to our Facebook page. But it was on a very sinister topic. And I was starting to think, this can't be real. This is a joke. This this isn't real. So, of course, what I'm talking about is what's going on with the Pipe Band Association in Australia. Now, I pause because I know everyone's going, oh. Yeah, so that's what I want to chat about. What is going on? Now, of course, the, what I'm chatting about is now... This latest story that has broke, um, I think it resulted from two treasurers at the association um, being kindly asked to resign. And I think in one such incident, the police were involved. There has been a police investigation uh, following you know, the resignation of one of these treasurers. Now, I can't really comment on the rumours. There are hundreds of rumours going around, and some of them are really nasty, some really terrible stuff going around, and I don't want to bring any kind of unsubstantiated you know, information here to the podcast, because rumours are rumours, and I really kind of just want to deal with facts. So, the fact of the matter is, is... We had lots of anonymous sources who sent us lots of different information. The association had sent out letters to their members. Members of the association explaining the situation to say this treasurer you know, has been asked to resign as a result of irregularities in accounting or something. I think what happened was is that they were asked to submit the end of year accounts but they were late. Like very late and Whenever they looked into the reason why they were late, apparently that's when these discrepancies came in. And whenever you start talking about discrepancies, and then suddenly police investigation, you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, something pretty bad's happened here. So, yeah, whether it's involved money moving around where it shouldn't have been, whether the person has claimed it as their own, or... I don't know, spent it inappropriately without any kind of dockets or something or invoices. I don't know. I'm not an accountant. (laughs) I never claimed to be an accountant. 
But I want to talk on the impact that has on the piping world in general. Because that's what I know. I know the piping world and I don't know the accounting world. But um, this is just rubbish. No matter what way you look at it. It's terrible. It's terrible for the membership. It's also terrible for the association. Who seem to be (laughs) constantly getting tripped up. They're constantly getting kicked and punched when they're down. And that's the same as the membership. The membership are also getting kicked and punched when they're down. We all remember the whole City of Whitehorse fiasco. Which was frankly a mess. In my opinion, not Fuse FM, the radio associated sponsor. (laughs) In my opinion, I think the whole thing was handled terribly by both the band and the association. I think there should have been some kind of a happy medium ground between the two where some kind of an outcome could have been negotiated. But unfortunately, the association were the first to dig in their heels. And it kind of just begged belief. You were like left scratching your head. And I think the pipe bands... The city of Whitehorse themselves were feeling it too. They were like, what is going on? And then, of course, then we had the resultant suspension of certain members. And then we had the resultant disqualification from the national championships for the city of Whitehorse. And all of that. It was just such a mess. And it left everyone in the piping world with a really foul taste in their mouth thinking that the association in Australia, just what are you doing? And everyone was just looking on, wanting to see a happy ending, but it just didn't come. And now we have this. And people in, you know, this, this is probably the biggest point that I'll take from it, is that the Pipe Band Association in Australia specifically put on their letter warning all members of the association not to talk about this on social media. Now that to me kind of speaks volumes. This story happens, this is kind of really terrible and yeah us as an association are trying to deal with this but we don't allow anyone to talk about it. You know, that's kind of like an an injunction, almost. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a member of the Pipe Band Association of Australia, so I'm quite free to talk about this situation. However, I do realise there are sensitivities around it. I don't know any names of anyone involved. In fact, I don't actually know exactly what happened. I'm only going by, you know, anonymous sources, really. They're, you know, saying, oh, this happened, Rab, this happened. Oh, you got to talk about this because we can't. you got to put the story out there. And uh, Pipes and Drums have already done it. They've published the story and they've put it out there in the public gaze. They have tried to get in contact with the Australian Association. And, of course, they're refraining from comment. They're not going to do anything. I have, in the past, tried to reach the Association myself. It was around the time of the City of the White Horse fiasco. Tried to contact the association myself about questions I was getting from listeners. And again, got nothing back. Just a complete stonewall. So, I don't know if we'll get any additional information on this recent happening. But, uh, yeah, people are claiming corruption. People are claiming theft. People are claiming all sorts of things. You know, some really vicious thing. And if anything, by trying to maintain a silence of the membership, they're almost perpetuating the situation and making it worse. So people can't talk about what happened and actually know the facts. So people's imaginations can run away with themselves and start beginning all these big crazy stories. You know? Oh, I believe that the treasurer bought like five jumbo jets and... Flew to Vegas for a fortnight, blew it all on a roulette wheel and came home again. (laughs) I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, it leaves it open. By keeping people silent, telling people, don't talk about this, 
I don't know. It leaves it open to interpretation. Why try to silence your membership for a start? That's kind of strange. Anyway, I don't think we're going to hear the end of the happenings at the Australian Association. It's a worrying time. really is. I'm not being disingenuous or trying to be friendly or none of that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to be politically correct here. This is my opinion. I honestly think that this is a terrible situation for everyone involved. Association and membership alike. The piping scene in Australia has never been stronger. Did you watch the Australian Championships online? Or did you even go to it yourselves? My word, the talent of some of these kids coming through. That's one thing I took from it, the school bands and the juvenile bands and stuff. These kids would melt your face with the stuff that they're playing. It's amazing. The talent that's coming through in Australia is incredible. And then stuff like this happens. And it really takes the wind out of your sail. And you're thinking, what is going on? And I think that's just the overriding feeling is that they will shake the head and go, what is going on? So, I don't know. That's the elephant in the room for this podcast, I think. (laughs) The debacle in the Australian Association. We will try and keep on top of the story on the Big Rab Show. And we will broadcast it as we will. But, yeah, don't worry. On Fuse FM, I will have to be more guarded. Because <laughs> I'm kind of ruled by Ofcom rules. But um, here in the podcast, I have free reign. But that doesn't mean that I can just start talking about rumours. And I can start saying, oh, yeah, they did fly to Vegas and spend 50 grand on whatever. Because that's nonsense. You know, I'd rather deal in facts. So if anyone from the Pipe Band Association in Australia wants to get in contact with me on the show and give me the story, let me know what's happening. Just what is happening at the Association of Australia, Australian Association, get in contact with me. I would urge you. Yeah, please do. I want to hear from you. Just to get your side of the story. Because I think it should be interesting. A lot of people, I'm sure, would be interested to hear what is going on. So, hey, that's not the end of it. I'm sure this is probably only the start of it. Um, Because we thought the City of Whitehorse fiasco was bad enough. That that was handled so badly. (sighs) Yeah, but the things couldn't get any worse. And then all of a sudden, bang, here this comes. Two treasurers, I think. I think it was two. Yeah. Were asked politely to resign and a police investigation ensued. Worrying times, worrying times. Anyway, on to a happier topic. As I said on the live show through the week there, we were talking to a French PhD student. Yes, her her name was Marion. I was talking about her there at the top of the show. Now, she had said it briefly in an answer to a question. And it has stuck with me. It's been in my head ever since. And I can't get it out of my brain. She referred to the pipe band world here in Northern Ireland, Scotland, and internationally, she referred to it as a subculture. Now, whenever I think of subculture, I think of, you know, punk rock, or heavy metal heads, or guys who are only into dance and rave music, or even people who are just, jazz is their thing. And I've never really thought the piping world is a subculture. But it is. It really is a subculture. Um, She said it was a subculture because she didn't realise that there were so many pipers and drummers around the world until she started asking. You know, and it's the same thing, that you don't realise how many people are into metal music or punk music or whatever until you actually ask them. Here, what music do you like listening to? I love listening to, you know, Metallica or something, you know what I mean? And that's how you find out. So... Yeah, it is a real subculture. And so I guess my question is the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic in the first place is what has been your experience with dealing with non-piping fans? What I mean is people outside of our subculture. (laughs) Think about it. We've all had to face it as a piper or a drummer at one time or another. We've had to explain to someone who doesn't know what we do We've had to explain to them what we do. 
Now, I'll tell you a personal story of mine. Now, of course, you all know I live in Northern Ireland. Yeah, sunny Northern Ireland. And we have, of course, some of the most successful pipe bands in history and all of that kind of stuff. We all know who they are. Your Field Marshals, your course, your Monkstown Mosleys, your McNeil's Towns. You know, we have a track history of very successful bands here in Northern Ireland. That's not to take away from the bands from the Republic as well. Of course, we have St. Lawrence Atul. You know, the Thiefville as well, we were just chatting about earlier. Some incredible bands come from this island. But for some reason... There are still people out there who just don't know. So, I'll tell you a personal story of mine. I was in work one day, and working away as I would, and then you know the way you start making small talk about the weather, or what was the headline in the paper that day. And then suddenly the question came around, because there was a song on the radio, I think it was Paul McCartney or something, it was Mulligan Tire, and the bagpipes were on playing on it. And he says to me, ah, bagpipes. I said, what's wrong with bagpipes? He said, oh, I can't stand them. I said, oh, right, okay. And he says, um, well, what kind of music do you like then? <laughs> and it's that kind of question. Well, what do you like? You know, are you strange in some way? And I says to him, he says, well, yeah, I, I love piping. I love piping and drumming. That's what I do. And I play in a competitive pipe band. Now, I seen this guy's head near explode with that information, and he was going, and I could see he was reaching for something, something that he could grab a hold of to get a reference point. Because whenever you mention competitive piping, I'm sure he had an image of his head of uh, like a 100-meter dash, bagpipers, gets out, go, and they all run with a set of pipes and run the are. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. But he... Because we're in Northern Ireland, he immediately thought I was involved in the marching culture over here. That I was marching at bomb parades and different things. And he says, uh, oh, ah, yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, uh, my brother, he used to play cymbals in, uh, what was it, something or other loyal star flute band or something. <laughs> I'm like... No, it's nothing like that, no. <laughs> I, yeah, no, marching and parades and all of that kind of stuff, no. That's kind of a world away from what I'm doing. And I had to actually break it down and try to explain it to this guy. What a competitive pipe band is, what we do. Yeah, and it was a struggle, and that was only one experience that kind of stands out in my memory. There was another time where, you know, I've spoken to someone and said, oh, yeah, playing a pipe band. And they go, oh, do you play in Field Marshal? <laughs> Why is it? Everyone always immediately seemed to jump to the most famous band that comes to their mind. And they go, oh, you play for Field Marshal. Like, it happens to me whenever I jump in a taxi in Glasgow. Now, this is strange. I think they hear the accent. Up Northern Irish man, and he, well, what are you here, pal? I'm here for the piping championships. Oh, great! Do you play for Field Marshal? Now there are many times that has happened. <laughs> it's incredible. And do you know what would be great to say? Just answer him and say, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> Total lie. I've never done it right enough. But yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be great? I do play for Field Marshal, but no. There's only a chosen few get that privilege. But yeah, do you ever have that? chance to try and explain what it is we do to someone who knows absolutely nothing about it there's been times where i've had to point them in the direction of well have you ever seen the red hot chili pipers that's bagpipes not your idiots that are busking on the streets that make them sound like wailing cats you know somebody who learned how to play half a tune and then goes on busks on the street some of those are terrible and they their bagpipes should be attacked with a Stanley knife. They are awful. They are doing a disservice to bagpiping. However, there are quite a few good ones out there, good buskers out there. I have to take my hat off to you guys. But the, the ones that have just learned half of Scotland the Brave and then decide to go and make a pound or two for their carryout that weekend, I put them back in the box, boys. Anyway... <laughs> I think the bagpipes are the best instrument in the world and 
Yeah, to be part of that subculture, to be chatting to you guys, the piping fans, it means so much to be able to be amongst friends and be able to talk about names such as Jim Kilpatrick or Richard Parks and, you know, Terry Tullys. To be able to mention these names and everyone knows who you're talking about. But yet in circles where people don't know about piping and pipe bands and you start talking about Stuart Little and they're like, who? So how do you tackle that? How do you try to bring people along with you to this new piping world? Or even just to give them an appreciation as to what it is. It's a difficult a difficult hurdle to jump over, I think. Um, maybe not so much here in Northern Ireland, because we do have a large piping scene here. And a lot of people have lots of points of reference of successful pipe bands. And they know someone that might have played and such and such. And, oh, I knew someone, they learned how to play with this guy. And, you know, we have that here. Maybe not so much internationally. Like, how do you, how do you even tackle the topic? Oh yeah, I'm a piper. Like, do people look at you different and think, "What? Why didn't you lift guitar and go chasing girls?" <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why didn't you get a guitar and try to be Eddie Van Halen and join a rock band or something? Why did you lift a set of pipes? Do you know what I mean? It's not the first instrument everyone wants to learn. So, yeah, for us that are passionate about it. Trying to describe what we do to a non-piping fan, it's it's a difficult one. So, yeah, we are very much in a subculture here, yeah, in our own little piping world, our own little bubble. So talking to people outside of our piping world bubble sometimes can be a struggle. So, yeah, I want to pose that question. How do you approach it? How do you talk to people outside of the piping bubble? And try to have them looking at you like you haven't got five heads. Sometimes it's difficult. (laughs) Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1. And until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.